0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast.
1: All right, let's get going. It's a great day for talk radio as I'm trying to work this magic here. Uh, All kinds of wonderful technical glitches with my computer. But uh, anyway, that being said, oh, the printer's working. That's a good sign. Uh, We're just going to try something different here today and deviate from the usual. Uh, Deviation is what David Sparrow is all about. He's a president of Actra National, and he's joining the Oakley Show after too long a hiatus. How's the Sparrow doing?
0: He's doing fine, John, and deviation is my middle name ever since my septum was deviated by a guy named Larry when I was seven years old. Punch right in the face.
1: No, really? uh, For anything you did or just for being you?
0: I think just for being six inches shorter than him. I think that's pretty much what the amount of chips.
1: And and where is Larry now?
0: Interestingly enough, we're in contact on uh, Facebook, kind of supporting one another's... uh, socially democratic values and uh he's turned out okay so there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah he's a social democrat he's turned out okay well that's the sparrow and joining us as well spencer rice first time here on the oakley show you know him from kenny versus spenny all those years ago writer actor and comedian spencer good to have you on board how are things
2: john I know you very well. I'm a Toronto boy. I I grew up, uh, Ben Kerr was at the corner of Young and Bloor singing the John Oakley show song. Uh, I'm doing well considering the global pandemic and all that stuff. I was sort of, uh, you know, uh, I guess genetically geared towards this lifestyle. (laughs)
1: <laughs> being a shut-in uh, only now you don't need a reason or excuse hey listen Ben Kerr I remember there was a, an episode where uh, you were a dating doing a dating thing and Ben Kerr wrote a song for you right that was in season one
2: yeah and he also uh generously wrote a song for a, a, a movie we did before Kenny vs. Benny called Pitch which was uh, had a pretty big send-off at the Toronto Film Festival Uh, So he's just, you know, I grew up in that neighborhood, John, so I I just, uh, you know, I miss the guy, I have to be honest.
1: There's no question. Young and Bluer, he would always sing out there. He was the minstrel and uh yeah, he'd sell tapes and uh, what have you. The long lamented Ben Kerr, one of the great personalities in Toronto. Guys, I gotta ask you, because I had this discussion in hour one, you know, uh Trump's on his way to Mount Rushmore for uh, a big to do tomorrow. It's July 4th, stateside. And I was wondering, you know, if we had our own Mount Rushmore, uh, who would the four if you had to really put it down to four personalities that we would enshrine him immortally up there. Uh, got a lot of interesting calls, but I want to canvass you. Dave, do you have any idea who you might want to see on a Canadian Mount Rushmore?
0: Well, I think we'd have to start with Celine Dion uh, next to Howie Mandel. Um, that would probably be the first two. two.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> two great nation builders. Who else? <laughs>
0: well the the trouble is is that uh, many of our political folks uh, of the past have been found to perhaps they did some good but also did some not good and uh, so it, it's hard to to um, nominate anybody from from the era but um, certainly people like lauren I, I mean i'm a, I'm an actor representative people like Lauren Green William mm-hmm. shatner Christopher Plummer I mean um, and, and some uh, terrific ladies too like Shirley Douglas boy we've got a lot of people.
1: All right. So Spencer, I mean, uh, some who did some good and some not so good. Evidently, Sparrow's never been to a Howie Mandel concert. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that might just typify it, too. Any ideas for you, Spencer, if we had our own Canadian Mount Rushmore?
2: Yeah, and I think there's really only one Canadian that they should have four images of him on our uh, Mount Rushmore. And that, of course, is Paul Henderson.
1: He can't get into there the Hall go. of Fame, but we'll put him on I know. That, that would be a good consolation, wouldn't it? I'd prefer the mountain, frankly. You know, <laughs> in fact, right, uh, less political. You know, the funny thing about it is uh, when I was asking last hour, the default in this country uh, seems to be it's not political figures per se, like a John A. McDonald or anything like that, or a Laurier. Everybody goes to hockey players, Terry Fox. David Suzuki got a lot of up uh, mentions. So.
2: Sure. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. Wayne, what that I means.
2: would imagine Wayne.
1: Oh, Wayne! Wayne's a shoe in for sure. And uh,
0: you, you mean know, of would... Wayne and Shuster fame? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. Uh, they detest each other.
2: To Ke- Sorry to interrupt. They used to call Kenny and I Wine and Shyster. I being <laughs> Wine and Kenny being Shyster. Uh huh. I want you to know that I always rooted for Spenny. I never rooted for Kenny, even though I had lunch with him once in Los Angeles. Always a Spenny fan. Okay, can you do something about the suspension of my actor account, please? Uh, That's all I
0: ask, if that's true. Absolutely. You send me an email, and uh, I will collect some money from you, and we will reinstate. (laughs) (laughs) Then I will be continued to be suspended, I suppose. Uh,
1: Sparrow, what's the criteria by which you still have to, you know, you qualify for an actor card? Does it ever go dormant or anything like that, or is it dues paying that really just qualifies you?
0: It, it's it's dues paying and and your annual dues which is a relatively nominal amount it's 195 dollars a year keeps you in the union available to audition for work and, and the like so
2: you see candy versus uh, penny i paid my dues
0: <laughs> yes yes you did we
2: all paid our dues just by <laughs> watching the show
1: <laughs> well there you go you're both absolved of any uh fiduciary responsibility spencer what are you up to these days specifically any projects
2: uh yeah yeah we uh, there's one uh uh that I I can't really talk about I don't mean to be coy but uh I I need to go ahead but it's uh it's something uh to, with CBC uh and Kenny uh that's all I can really say other than that uh you know I'm at home I'm writing I'm playing music uh I I I made you know a, a lot of my uh, career lately has been performing live uh, doing music and that's of course Uh, not happening unless we do the drive-in thing that i think we're going to talk about
1: (laughs) well i was going to ask you about that because you know uh with these concert series at the polson pier uh and Inc entertainment there they're planning to do this through the month of july into august Uh, so let me ask you then uh spencer if this has merit i mean can you see concerts being pulled off this way where people are sitting in their cars and listening just like if they would uh, at the drive-in movies would that work
2: i i don't see why not um you know i i'm of two two things about well i don't, I don't know is that another topic that we have about uh, staying uh what live entertainment what what's best better live i think that was one of the topics are you going to go into that or should i talk about that Benny,
0: you'll find you'll find the topics and the agenda are very flexible on the channel <laughs> the okay. okay. they're
1: just suggestions if you wanted to th- some things to talk about trust me i got oh, no I- format here we're we're freestyling right now spencer
2: Oh, John! I thought you were professional. Anyways, my mistake. Is- <laughs> um, no, I. You look. I, you know, I'm of two minds. Look, I, I. I feel for performers, actors, everybody that 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 are suffering in this, and and just you know, any everyone outside of the arts as well, obviously. So, if you can find a creative way. Uh, to do your thing. Uh, and that'll keep, uh, you know, restaurants are doing it. Uh, they're having these drive-in shows, I think, in the States where the idea initially came from. And it's successful. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's adapting and it's terrific. And, you know, hopefully this won't stay the way it is forever. And in the meantime, if it's safe and the government uh, says it's OK or the medical people say it's OK, I'm all for it.
1: So, David Sparrow, I mean, uh, you've had some background in stand-up comedy as well. You think stand-up comedy would work in these kinds of venues?
0: I I was uh, surprised to see that in the article, and I thought, uh, yeah, stand-up comedy uh, would. Wouldn't that be just a fun event to go to? Everybody shows up in their cars, and you have a nice, uh, you know, <laughs> ten, ten or so comedians come out and do their do their. Uh, their bits. And I guess the only question would be how much you feed off of the laughter of other people, which you might not uh, uh, hear if they're in the <laughs> car uh, with the and, windows up and the AC on. So,
2: and getting heckled by a uh, car horn is not a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right.
1: right. Uh, so if you don't actually hear the laughter, uh, David, are you not familiar with that as a performer?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> as, as a. Uh, uh, not only am I familiar with that, uh, I perfected it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but as you know, and, and as a former stand-up comic on occasion, but formerly more often, uh, in the past, uh, I learned how to sound like I'm laughing just in order to get the laughing going. We would stand at the back of the thing, and our friend would be up there and he'd tell a really bad joke, and we'd be like, ha, ha, oh, please, (laughs)
2: Uh, just as a a shout-out, you know, trying to get the audience. David, I've always said that if I owned a comedy club, it would be worth it, uh, to hire four or five people, spread them throughout the audience to laugh, uh, in t- you know, intentionally. Uh, because I think, and I'm being serious here, laughing is somewhat of a contagion. Uh, yeah. One person laughs, it kind of gives the other person permission to laugh if they're a little shy. Uh, well, I'm trying to but- remember the name
0: of the, uh, the sitcom that was done live in front of a studio audience, and the same uh, woman Uh, uh, you could hear her laugh. Oh, wait, you know what? I think it was the Carol Burnett show. And if you listen to the parts that she does, there's like this older woman's laugh that peels through on every single episode. And uh, she was just, she was always there and always laughed. And and Carol really was very supportive of that. But yeah, paying them, I I would be open to being paid to laugh.
1: Sparrow, where you been? Ed McMahon dined out on this for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: unfortunately <laughs> <Really? laughs> the money for the laughers will be taken out of the uh money for the comics <laughs> so they'd be getting about six cents a show
1: right so they tell them stifle stump stump uh yeah. and you know you guys would have experience with comics as well as uh i did back in the day and uh sometimes they would hear laughs that weren't actually there they'd come off and say boy we killed tonight and i'm going were we at the same show yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's the way it worked in some regards but nonetheless we go on undeterred with David Sparrow president of Actor National and uh, Spencer Rice you know from Kenny versus Spenny hey by the way uh and I got to ask because you know uh so much of comedy uh yours anyway was based on humiliation <laughs> and so you know we were talking about you know going for the laughs and uh how a lot in fact uh I was just thinking about this during the break, one time one comic, uh, whose name I'm not going to share because I think we all know him, but uh, he was dying oh, on M. state. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> Sources say, uh, but this was a guy uh, it wasn't going well, but his girlfriend was in the back, so he decided uh, he would pull the rabbit out of the hat, so to speak. He proposed to her. Uh, Will you marry me? She's in the back. Yes. And so it brought the crowd back. I mean, it was just one of those touching moments, but uh, I don't think the relationship lasted. But it didn't have to, because the point in purpose was he just needed to bring the audience back anyway so when it comes to that humiliating yourself uh let me ask you because spencer i mean that was really a large part of the mark and trade of kenny versus spenny i mean walking around in uh soiled diapers i mean how good did that feel
2: um well i hadn't done it since i was a baby uh (laughs) not good uh in fact you've hit upon Probably the most humiliating episode, but I was, for both of us, Kenny did the same thing. Uh, He's just, uh, he just seems to revel in things more than I do. But we both, if you watch the show, we both hated what we were doing, which I think separated us from jackass uh, and sort of made us quintessentially Canadian uh, at the same time. Uh, And a lot of the comedy came from that discomfort. Uh, I got into it. You know, knowing what Kenny was uh, from years and years before, being uh, best friends with him, uh, how he likes the Machiavellian stuff, how he takes shortcuts, so I knew I was going to be in trouble. Uh, but I agreed to do it for money and for love of comedy. And uh, the rest, as they say, is is history. And uh, I don't know. I, I I don't have any issues with being humiliated. I, I don't know if that's if if that happened as a result of the show or whether I was always like that.
1: Yeah, you mentioned jackass. Uh, was it Johnny Knoxville who went into uh, the hardware store where they had uh, toilets on display, and he left a deposit? Was that was that comedy yeah. gold? Am I missing something here?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, it, it, obviously, all arts are subjective, and you know, I, I I'm not a big jackass fan to be honest. But I went to uh, I was dragged into uh, one of their movies. And I I had really not seen an audience reaction to something like that uh, in a long time. But just to get back to a Canadian that was, uh, I think, instrumental in my career and Jackass's career, Tom Green, of course, uh, he was sort of the first guy to really do this sort of reality comedy. It, it really had never been done before. You know, it, it certainly candid camera did kind of stuff like that, but it wasn't driven by a comedic uh, personality. So, uh, you know, it might not be your cup of tea, but. It's not my cup of tea either, so I can relate, but it's hugely popular and people love it.
1: Oh, yeah, no, uh, Tom Green, I mean, it just started out on uh, a local cable kind of a thing uh, up in Ottawa and uh, he kicked the doors open. Yeah, you got it. So let me ask you something different from uh, the performing genre. Uh, Mr. Sparrow, this Ghislaine Maxwell, you've been following that sorted of story. I don't know if you saw it on Netflix uh, about Petto Island, Jeffrey Epstein, and the whole ring of, uh, you know, sex trafficking and all the rest of that. So yesterday. Yeah. They charged his pimp and procurer, Ghislaine Maxwell, one-time girlfriend, I mean, as a uh you know, she's going to face the same kind of charges that he did but he uh managed to shovel off the mortal coil there was a headline you know banner headline in the new york post yesterday that said now keep her alive and so yeah what do you what do you make of that i mean is she living on borrowed time you think she's going to make it to trial i was asking yesterday by the way if she ought to turn states evidence if they offer her a plea you know to drop the dime on a lot of elites uh how would you see this mm-hmm. one play
0: well um, if she has the that kind of information, then I can uh, anticipate that she's going to be trying to trade that for some semblance of freedom or less punishment going forward but um, i'm I'm really so glad that they're still pursuing. That whole uh, line of investigation, and that it's brought about these charges, and hopefully it'll bring some uh, truth and revelation to to all that all that went on. Even if that does bring down some fat cats uh, um, who who were abusing uh, women and and, and others, um, it's, they it's, were girls. They
1: Absolutely. were girls, Sparrow. They were girls. Girlfriend. They weren't yes. women.
0: Oh, you're right. Children. Exactly. Yes. Yes.
1: So, that's, well, uh, that's you're correct. Yeah, I'm sorry to correct you so publicly. That humiliation thing is... You know
0: what? I is- need correction <laughs> almost constantly. It's why I've been married for 35 years. It's fulfill that requirement.
1: All right, so you, you too know humiliation. Boy, you guys are uh, peas in a pod.
0: So, well, no, I was spend- going to say the whole humiliation thing is that some of the best humor, of course, is self-deprecating humor. And uh, when a comic gets up and tears into other people just sitting in the audience... Sometimes that's funny, but it's also uncomfortable. When a comic gets up and kind of tears into himself or herself, uh, I go on the journey with them, and I say, oh, that's so true. I feel the same way about myself, that kind of thing. So,
2: oh. But may I add that when you uh, poop in your own diaper and walk around, everybody's uh, <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Everybody is
0: uncomfortable. It's true. And uh, um, I remember that episode. Unfortunately, now I remember it. I had expressed it from my brain. I'm so sorry, David. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry to bring back the memories. Uh, you're getting all misty-eyed. Hey, how about you, Spencer, on that matter, though? I mean, do you yeah. think, what if you had to make uh, a judgment on this handicap, the outcome, do you think she gets a plea deal that she can drop the dime on other people, uh, or does she rot in hell or in a cell, uh, if as long as they can keep her alive for the rest of her natural life? Oh. Uh,
2: what would you rather well, see? It, it sort of reminds me, obviously, of the Carla Homolka situation we had up here in Canada. Also, I did watch the the Netflix doc series. Uh, I, I, I was surprised. I, in a way, I felt she could be a, almost a victim because she she came from... She was Robert Maxwell's daughter, am I right? The British uh, media tycoon. And, and was, Robert probably, Maxwell, right? Was, right. Uh, Maxwell, I'm sorry. and And he was... She might have been murdered. I don't think they know for sure. And so she lived this really privileged life. And then apparently, uh, when he when he died or was murdered, uh, he uh, she was sort of floating with no one, and then hooked up with with Epstein, who seems to be a Sven Gali character. Like uh, uh, mm-hmm. judging by the interviews with everybody in the movie, um, you know I, what drives me crazy is that will we ever know what happened to to Epstein, to Jeffrey Epstein? Was he murdered? Uh, did he uh, commit suicide? Uh, it drives me absolutely crazy, like the Kennedy assassination, that, that in this day and age, we might never know. Uh, and, it, you know, so she's definitely, I would think, at at risk if, uh, if there's some, as you say, billionaires, very powerful people that were doing this uh, with this Epstein ring. Uh, I mean, your question is, I, I, I hope she gets a fair trial. Uh, I, and, uh, and if she's guilty, yeah, she should be locked up for probably the rest of her life.
1: Wow. uh, Her defense is going to want you on the jury. Uh, You're sort of feeling a certain type of sympathy for her, like uh, he was a Svengali, she might have been manipulated, kind of the Stockholm Syndrome thing where uh, she started to identify with her tormentor.
2: Well, John, that's just a complete speculation on my part, but, you know, based on watching Netflix series. So, I, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, what they did was horrible. I mean, it was just horrible. Uh, there's no question about that. But uh, as far as the plea deal goes, uh, they always make me uncomfortable. But there must be no other way around it uh, in order to get bigger fish. Uh, it, you know, I wasn't happy about Homolko's deal. I, I don't think many Canadians were. Uh, but, but then again, there's a part of me that, you know, that, that, you know, wants to understand things and, 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 you know, not just lock people away without learning about what happened. So I hate to totally dodge the question, but I, I, I don't know. I don't have enough information.
1: <laughs> no, that was a pretty good uh, way. You ragged the puck there for a while. though. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I appreciate I, no, I appreciate it. I mean, there's this picture that's gone, kind- I don't know if it's viral yet, but uh, shows when Chelsea Clinton was being married off and walked yeah. up the aisle by her father. Uh, there's Ghislaine Maxwell in the crowd, sort of uh, peeking her head around the corner and thinking to myself, geez, you know, is anybody going to actually investigate? Because this is the guy in the Netflix special who said he never went to the island, and then you had somebody who uh, was actually intimately worked at the island said no oh, he was on the manifest but also, of the
2: but also added that he never saw him do anything inappropriate not not that he would have seen everything that happened I, I suppose but i don't know man it's 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 very confusing i was confused by the documentary other than i was happy that epstein got caught i mean you know that and i felt badly horribly for his victims
1: mm-hmm. how about you sparrow anything you wanted to add here while we uh sort of wrap things
0: well i'd just say that when you're in a position of power john You're going to invite a whole bunch of people to your uh, daughter's wedding, and some of them you'll never have met. And some of them are friends of hers, and some of them are friends of friends. And uh, probably half of them deserve to be in jail. So what are you going to do?
1: There you go. David Sparrow. uh,
2: he the show with the president. He
1: he did. He slammed it shut, didn't he? I mean, uh, we can't follow up on that. I was going to ask you about the Eskimos, uh, Edmonton Eskimos keeping their name, Washington Red. Nah, it's over. It's over. No mas. No mas. Uh, (laughs) David Sparrow has just slammed things shut. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show
2: podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.